This is Comet Picks by the Glick. Hey, and I'm your host, Jason Glick. Hi, Jason Glick. Hey, John. What do you have on tap for us tonight? Okay, well, it's like I didn't have anything like you know specific or timely um, planned for tonight. In fact, if I had any sense of timing, I probably would have talked about this years ago, um, back when I saw the movie in theaters. This is um, Snowpiercer. Um, well, it's like if you've seen the movie, and um, I've seen the movie. John, you've seen the movie too, like in chunks. I have. Yes. So, so the uh, the general, the, I mean, the premise behind the series is that there's a like Earth has frozen over in the wake of um like a global cataclysm, like like the like um via war, and that there is a, a train that is like um going round the world on a, on a tracks carrying the last remnants of humanity. It's like all, along with it. Now the film, um, directed by um, Bong Joon Ho, um, a Korean Korean director who gave us um, films like The Host, um, because and uh, Nokja, um, I was like those are his best known films. They're not his only only films. In fact, like The Host is great. It's like I, I can tell you that much. I need to see more of his stuff because you know I've heard nothing but good things about it. But um, Snowpiercer, um, the film, it's like was a uh, was a great um, dystopian dystopian experience it's like and had a, a really really great um international cast um so, um like like featuring like hey like um um like chris evans or captain america as we know him um ed, it's like ed harris john hurt phyllis winton um soon kang ho from who, who i got creator who's done lots of um other exactly with um with um ho in other like in in um ho's other films it's like and uh, it's like it's it's like it's a really weird like surreal surreal experience. It's like I mean like in the sense that you know you've got like the people like in in the back. The, the premise is that you know the people in the back of the train it's like are living like you know squalid um, like um tor- like um lower class lives, and that they've got to fight their way to the front in order to um live like um live better lives, and um like find some kind of high quality because like you know all all the good people all the good stuff is in the like in the front of the it is in the front of the train and the and the movie um did like like did a great job it's like in in illustrating that struggle and just like the like the surreal vision of like of a train that is like was that that like is like segregated into like um like it, it is a social structure in the in of itself it's like like John. It's like I mean, you said mentioned you, like you saw it, like in chunks. So like and like you, like do you have anything else you wanted to add there? No, it's just kind of, um, it's hard to imagine, but it you know um you go along with it because the story is uh, you know it, it it's 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 entertaining to watch you know yeah. You know, it's like, okay, hey, it's a train that goes through all this, and, you know, essentially, humanity's surviving on a train, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. with different compartments representing possibly even different classes. Yeah. Sometimes hey, quite you, literally. Okay. Do you remember the fish scene? Uh, not off the top of my head. Okay. Because one, one of the things I've uh, that um, I've read in in articles, it's like specifically on Tumbray Hand's history of violence over at the AV Club, is that um, a kind of a litmus test for your enjoyment of the film is like this um, 
is the fish scene, for lack of a better term. That's when um when when Chris Evans like Rebel crew um like confronts like this bit of organized resist- resistance at the end of the uh, um lower class cars, and it's when the uh, guy the people like facing them bring out this fish, and they just gut it in front of him, and they pass it back, and you're wondering like, what the hell, man? Like, what is this for? And it's like. It's it's one of those in the end. Um, it's been described as more words like you look at this and go, okay. It's like this makes no sense. You've broken my suspension of disbelief for the film. I'm out. Or you just go, okay. I can I can see what you're doing right here. It's really weird and all, but I'm willing to go to like to see where you're going with this. So, so it's like that's it's like that's one of the, I mean. Like, I mention this because um, when I saw the film with some friends, uh, buddy, uh, one of my b- buddies, um, that, that that was his breaking point, like for like for his enjoyment of, of the film. It's like I, it's like I, it's like I kind of, I was willing to you know suspend his belief in order to keep keep going with the film, but it's kind of like uh, I I bring that up just because like you know that's kind of like it's it's more like um. It's the it's the director applying his sensibilities to the story. Um, it's like then it's like rather than just you know going um, like adapting the source material itself because um, if anything um, the movie probably um, he was closer to the very first Snowpiercer um, series which um, was published way back in the it's like in in the early eight it's like in the early eighties and it's it's like it was and it's um, it's um, illustrated by um, Jean-Marc Rocher and written by Jacques Loeb. And it's, and it's basically, and the premise is basically as I just told you. It's like, a, it's, a, it's a train 1,001 cars long um, where the, um, the lower class are stuck in the back in the, uh, and, the high, and the upper class are, are towards the front. I mean, it's just like a like society like in a microcosm, like in, like in a train. And the story gets started when, um, like, like, um, when one guy, a, uh, a, uh, a, uh, one of the um, people who lives in the tail cars named, um, Proloff, manages to, um, break his way into the, um, like the middle class cars. It's like, and he's, um, held by the, uh, and he's, um, detained by the police for, for inspection. They want to, uh, and they also want to find out, you know, what's going on in the back cars as well, because, you know, Hey, we don't care about those, those tail fuckers. And, um, and like what, um, and then it becomes, from there begins the, uh, like the great virtue of the series. And that's, it's world building. As we learn from Proloff, it's like that, um, that he's going to be like, when they tell him, Oh, you're going to be isolated while you figure out whether or not like we want to bring you forward or like, um, or what to do with you. And he's like, Oh my God, like you're going to isolate me. I kill for, for isolation after being stuck in all the, with all these people for so long. And he relates a story about this, um, old dude who, um, they, who has a birthday that, that he wants to celebrate. Um, back in the in the end of the trail cars, he's like, "Oh, I want to be left alone for an hour," and then they leave him alone for an hour, and he uses that hour to kill himself. <sighs> so there you go. It's like it's it sets up like you know this this the societal structure, but also keeps the builds on it when um he when he's introduced to um Adeline, like this um this woman from the uh, middle middle class cars who wants to find out that, oh someone from the tail has come in come in and we want to. Like we want to find out, you know, what's going on with them. Like we want to, 
like see how they're being treated back there. We want to make sure that they're being treated fairly and everything. And um, it's like, it's like, and like that. And from there, it's like you know the series is kind of like, like, like just basically um, it, it, like um, portrays like this struggle from of Pearl off and Adeline as one one for social justice to make sure that like you know everyone like shows that it, how. Like, can everyone be treated fairly in this in this situation? But also, just you know, how is how are people being um tr- being able, able to survive on this train? Is it's like circling the Earth in this um like eh, like on on these train train tracks? And it se- explains you know just how this, this setup was able to this um the situation was able to be um set up, but also just you know how um eat, how um they're able to survive like you know just from growing um like vegetables and vegetables and produce on certain it's like on certain cars like when um even sealing just a couple tomatoes to like taste them is like is like um like an achievement in itself or you know when um when um the uh military people um who are uh, designated to uh, escort uh um Proloff and Adeline to the front of the train for for de- debriefing have to like basically fight their way like um through this um like I'm um, like through this this um really construct constructed constructed micro microcosm. Um, of the three volumes, um, this first one, um, subtitled "The Escape" in like in its um U.S. release, like is the most essential. It's also the one that's most the probably used most closely to the like to to the movie. It's like if 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 that's what's what's going for you. Like I said, it sets up this like um like this. This um really like this really interesting um like this world and um does a good job of um selling its idea of like this train as being a microcosm for human society and also just and it also does a great job of like um raising the stakes as um Proloff and Adeline get closer to the front as it's like as things get as tensions escalate and um the question and the revelation that you know the train is slowly slowing down and the people up front are con- are considering you know maybe we should just cut off you know the tail fuckers um just so we can um like main- like maintain our speed and all so so th- so like it's it's like there's like there's some re- there's some re- really well constructed um it's like um suspense as a, like as the series goes on in fact that the the uh it's like the, uh, I think that the uh, the volume only lets us down at the very end in the final two pages when um when we see, when we uh, see um Proloff you know left to his own devices and it's kind of like it gets those those bits that those final pages get the feeling that you know that um that that um Loeb um felt that uh oh felt that you know it's like he uh. At, that you know, like, he didn't have a definite end for the series, but you know, he just kind of wanted, like, you know, that you know, it's like he had, he had to do something. You know, and he just wanted to have the, like, you know, cycle on um, perpetuating it, or a sense of genuine help, helplessness at the at the end. It it doesn't, like I said, it doesn't quite work, but um, it's like, but I've read, but I've read worse, um, you know, um, wrap ups than that. In fact. Though it's like the, uh, it's kind of like um, contrary to the uh, second volume, um, subtitled "The Explorers," and um, well, Snowpiercer is also an interesting series in the sense that um, of the three volumes that have been, three proper volumes that have been released, um, o- only the artist 
um, Roche um, has been um, has been consistent through all of them. They've all been written by um, three different people. Volume two, subtitled "The Explorers," was written by um, Benjamin Legrand, and it's a uh, it's a different story in the sense that you know it's like it's more concerned with the idea that of how um, people uh, people in power will manipulate the masses to um, to maintain their power. It's like because it focuses like the main characters are um, are Puig Velez, a uh, it's like uh, one of the um, titular explorers, um, people who are who once in a new in a different Snowpiercer, um, subtitled the Icebreaker, are um, are sent out to um, like during breaking tests to explore the uh, like the world around them and bring back um, like artifacts like in order to to um, interest and appease the upper classes. Now, um, also. Also on board is um, it's like it's like is um one um Valerie, Valerie Kennel it's like um daughter of one of the um, members of the uh, it's like of the ruling council and her job is is to is to create um virtual reality experiences in order to placate the uh, it's like like the masses as they um go round and round on on Snowpiercer and she's she's good at her job but she's she wants to uh, like expand um. Like the her repertoire of visual virtual experiences, and so she wants to find out about you know, like what do the explorers see? What can we, can we fashion a uh, new, it's like a new world based on what what they see like as they explore, and so that, that's what leads her into contact with 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 Puig. It's like, and this it's like and the story basically also brings into um, uh, br- brings up like you know people people who believe that um, like. So Piercer is actually a a a, a ship exploring space. They're Cosmosians. Um, one of the key players here is a guy who believes that you know is a, a terrorist who believes that you know like we that they've got that they're in space and that the only way to um they're getting control is through like is through blowing stuff up. It's like and it's it's like it's 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 weird. I mean it's like there's I said it, there's this like the there's this there there there's there um interesting characters there's a uh like I said, the general like theological idea behind all this but um like but um most but like um volume two of Snowpiercer doesn't um lacks the um the rigid um world building that the uh first one had to ground this like ground this in its um to ground the story in its in its agenda um it does however feature a much um much better ending than the first one as um as they as the uh as the icebreaker learns about a uh take like a signal um um that's from it's that's um being broadcast well off the prescribed tracks and how they um how um how Puig has to convince everyone to to eventually just you know get on get on board to like hey you know like we can either just keep like circling these tracks, where we can like find out just you know what the signal is coming from, and what it represents, and um, it's like because otherwise, you know, what else are we gonna do? And it's 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 a nice um, it's, it's a nice examination of just you know like hey you know, like, you know what you know it's like hey it's not just enough to survive, but you know you gotta live for something, and like in this case, you know, living for something just means find out the source of the signal. Yes, and then it gets when they find the source of the signal, 
it's just a uh, a, uh, a a a uh, broadcast that was set up on an endless loop. It's just kind of like it just it's nothing. Like they risk their lives for for a song, and it and everyone was everyone is going to die as a result, and that honestly feels like a really like it's a real downer, but it feels like a, a bleak on like uncompromising thing to end on just you know like it take it takes guts to uh, end a series like on on that on that awful note but you know it's like snowpiercer like the series up to that point you know really hasn't been a, wasn't really a happy series to begin with so you know ending it there felt you know it's like it felt it it, it felt right and he's like yeah it's a downer but it's like it was definitely true, true to the series. And I was, and it's like when I um, picked up these two volumes after seeing the movie, I felt, okay, you know, even the second volume didn't quite live up to the first. Um, it felt this, this ending, you know, it's like feels, feels right. And if you're going to, and if you're going to end it there, that's, that's cool with me. Well, as it turns out, that's not where they ended it on. Um, a couple of years after the movie came out, we got um, Snowpiercer um, Volume Three, um, Terminus. Now it's worth noting that um, Volume Two um, came out came out like eighteen um, uh, about eighteen years after the first. Um, like in between, it was um, Volume Two of Snowpiercer was two volumes um, serialized um, published in nineteen ninety nine and two thousand. They were reprinted in um, one volume, thankfully. Um, from Titan Comics for the U.S. release, um, Volume Three of Snowpiercer um, was also, you know, another um, like was was 15 years later, and um, it's like, and it was and and as as you expect, it has, has another writer, um, Olivier Bouquet. Um, Roche is back for the uh, for the third for this third volume, of course, and um, like, well, it's. It's worth noting that you know um, Rocher's art um, does. It's just this observance of evolution between these three volumes. I mean, the first volume has like it's it's really it's really clean and disciplined. There's really there's lots of sol- solid line work, like illustrating like um like clearly delineating the characters in the background. Just good detailed stuff. Volume two has more texture, like more shading. Like there's. Like it almost, it's like almost like uh, I don't want to say impressionistic, but there's more. It, it's more more dreamlike and it's like in its ex- experience. Um, Terminus, um, it's even more impressionistic than the uh, than the previous two volume, previous two volumes. Um, if you're familiar with the work of um, Daniel Zelz, um and his many um, works for um, DC Vertigo, um, along with um, like or his or what he's done with. Um, like starve with um, Brian Wood for um, uh, for image. It's like like um, it's it, it, um, Roche's work in Terminus reminds me a lot of of Zelizers here. Now, if, now after um, after I just said that, yo, hey, Volume Two had a really great bleak ending. It's like you're saying, well, how are they gonna like? How's he gonna like? You know, upend that? I mean, how do you un? unpack that as well well to be honest um bouquet like does actually find a uh find a good find a good way to um 
like to, to to work forward from that, and basically has um um has like has has Puig and his crew investigate. You know, just you know, where is this the signal being powered from, and eventually, and it and it leads to a uh like an under like an underground envi- like underground um sanctum that is that still has power, but also the uh, the uh, people who are still on the train are basically revolting at this point after it's like after being led that off the rails for 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 so long, and now the you know they're they're revolting against against Val and Puig's um like guidance. It's like and but but eventually it's like it um. It's like they're they're taken in by these um people wearing um mouse um mouse masks and working in this like um weird underground um it's like uh, environment it's like like that's that's like part part amusement park part research research center and you know it's like if you're if you hear me say like yo amusement park and people with mouse masks and you think wow this kind of sounds almost Disney esque. <laughs> I assure you all, it's just purely coincidence. Disney has no reason to sue um, the creators of um, Terminus for this, even if it is um, really amusing to to see what um, what um, Bouquet is doing here. And to be honest, um, Terminus is probably the most over the top crazy um, version of like like of Snowpiercer. But you know, it's like. After things have been going on like this long, it's like it's like I kind of appreciate that like the, like the crazy he, he brings to he like he brings to it, and he makes a good and um, it's like, it's like and there's a uh, and he tells like an interesting story about how about um, whether or not it's like whether against the idea of like whether it's like you do you just want to survive or do you want to live? It's like as like as things go as the story goes on, it's like it's it's a pretty. Overall, it's like it's a pretty compelling tale. Lots like um, lots of weirdness. Even it's like even when compared against the uh, like the previous volumes, and even though it's like I I um I kind of take issue with his that there's some parts of the story where he does kind of just um you know psychic um psychic powers at at a certain point. I think okay, I can see what you what you're trying to do here, but you know it's like you probably just shouldn't go there. It's. I still appreciate the fact that he um, he is creating a world where like all versions of Snowpiercer can ex- exist. Like from the like from the original story, the, the direct like the sequel he's following up on, and the movie as well. Because if you if you've seen the movie, it's like and um, you're paying attention to this, to some of the characters that they encounter here. It's like you'll think, ah, okay, yeah, I see what what he's doing what he's doing there. So like it's. So, um, so, um, Terminus, I, um, I think it worked, I do think it works as a, as a good closure, as a, a good final volume for this, for the series. I mean, like, um, and the, the ending isn't as perfectly bleak as the, uh, as the second volume, but I, I can at least admire, um, Bouquet's efforts to split the difference there because there, there are lies in the, uh, in the volume's final pages, but there's also truth, it's like in there as well. It's like, and that, and that, and that was that was that that's, that was kind of impressive. I mean, if I'm being completely honest, um, the, you can probably you can probably just buy 
the first volume of Snowpiercer and get a good self-contained experience. Especially if you've seen the uh, if you've seen the movie and um, you're just looking like, well, hey, I go, what what volume do I, what what volume do I need to read in order to get the most experience after I've seen the movie? The answer is just the first one. However, if you want more, then um, I do think the um, volumes two and three are definitely worth it. However, just keep in mind that yeah, I that um, if you really like the uh, ending of volume two, then you may just want to stay there. But if you were disappointed by the ending of volume two, then volume three is there as well, and it's um, and it's um gloriously weird as well. So, um, so John, um, it's like any thoughts on final thoughts on your end about all this? Not really, um, but it sounds interesting for sure. Yeah, it's like it's this is published in um, three volumes um, by by Titan Comics in the U.S. Like I said, volume one is the Escape, volume two is the Explorers, and volume three is Terminus. All right, and what do you know? What we're going to be talking about next time? Okay, well, assuming that the uh, United States Postal Service gets their act together and gets my um, package um, out from uh, Long Beach, then I'll be talking about the finale to uh, Charles Soule and Alberto Jimenez Albuquerque's um, Crazy Pants um, Science Fiction Epic um, Letter 44, something I've been reading for, um, for a good many years now. All right, and we'll catch you next time on Comic Picks by the Glick. All right, laters.